0: Welcome into the golf club. Randy Merkin here with you. The golf club brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. And it is my pleasure to to, to join to be joined by one of the great stories right now on the PGA Tour. Uh, you all saw it before the Valspar Championship. On Monday, he qualified. And he joins us now in the golf club. Michael Basaki. Michael, how are you? Good. How about yourself? I'm Thanks doing well. So, my, so, Michael, if everyone doesn't know your story, and I don't know how you don't, because... It was so awesome to watch you call your dad after you made you made what a, a 10-foot putt to qualify Monday qualify at the Valspar is that correct? Tw- 20 feet, yeah. 20 feet. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I don't want to short your yeah. 10 feet there. Uh no, no,
1: sorry.
0: <laughs> so so you you've been uh first of all talk about that moment and then the, the phone call which is now infamous uh where you call your dad and everyone gets emotional watching it. So t- talk about uh that day first of all.
1: Yeah, um You know, after I got done playing, I was uh, pretty sick to my stomach because I thought I missed an opportunity to make it into the tournament without having to do a playoff. But, you know, things happened, went to a playoff. Uh, You know, everybody talks about the putt, but the real most important thing was on the first playoff hole, uh, getting up and down from 107 yards, they continued to have another opportunity on the next hole. So you know, hitting the shot from 107 yards to four feet and then making it, that was, uh, I felt like that was a lot more important than, you know, making the putt. Um, but obviously got a good read from the guy that I was playing against and we read it, we read it perfectly. And as soon as I made it, I literally just wanted to drop to the floor, you know, because all the hard work that I put in the, since I've been pro and since it, I was a really young kid, you know, and then being able to call my dad and, you know, tell him that I made it to see his joy because of all the hard work that we've put in. It was uh, truly unbelievable, truly special.
0: You know, and um, I have a son, and I share with all of his great sports achievements, nothing like what you've done, but um, wh- how emotional was that? I mean, like, even before you made the phone call, when you're dialing those digits, uh, uh, like, how emotional were you?
1: Yeah, I, I was emotional for a good three hours, honestly, you know, on, after I made the putt to going home, I, I had a hard time, you know, believing that, you know, I was going to get to play my first PGA tour event. You know, it was, uh, it was unreal, you know, because I've had a couple close calls and, you know, I'm, I'm waiting when the day's going to happen. And, you know, for it to be like that, it was, uh, it was unbelievable.
0: So, so we, we talked before we got started and I know you played on, a lot of tours, um, mm-hmm. and what was it like when, not only teeing off on Thursday at Valspar, but, like, just... I, I gotta imagine when you're playing on a, P, the P, a PGA Tour stop, like, just how you're treated and the amenities and the things you get that you wouldn't get at these other uh, tournaments you're playing in <laughs> was, was just well, yeah. mind-boggling.
1: Well, I mean, first off, we don't have to pay for practice rounds. You know, that helps, you know, hitting... The golf balls on the range that we would normally be hitting on the course and rather than you know water balls or you know pinnacles you know so that was also a huge relief and then the, my favorite is the courtesy car you know getting a courtesy car for the week that's uh that's my favorite thing
0: <laughs> yeah that that must have been pretty cool and um you know like i've talked to pj uh i've played with a couple guys who were, were on the tour and Friendly with them, and I like they. You know, they always say to me, "I haven't paid for golf since I was like nine years old." Um, so you're mm-hmm. telling me, you you to, when you're on these other tours, you have to you have to pay for your practice rounds. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, for the for the Mon- for the pre qualifier for the Valspar, I think it was seventy two bucks. Wow. Yeah, and then taking again a practice round for the Monday qualifier, that was another forty five. Mm. I mean. Right there is one hundred and fifteen bucks just going right down the drain. Wow, <laughs> but it's well worth it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, why we we spend money to hopefully
0: make a lot more money. Right, exactly. Is they have to, yeah, spend money to make money. Um, so so t- take me through then at the Valspar when you tee off on that Thursday. Great tournament, Valspar. Um, like, how nervous are you on the first tee? I mean, you've obviously you've teed off in tournaments for years. Two thousand thirteen mm-hmm. is that correct, Michael? When you when you first Started to be good. I turned
1: pro end of fourteen. End of fourteen. Yes, my I, bad.
0: Okay, so yeah. so you've you've been playing for a while, but like, what was that like? Yeah, uh, playing uh, at Valspar?
1: At first, since I what what all this you know, social media happened, I was getting a little a little overwhelmed. You know, um, I actually thought I was going to be a little bit more nervous than I was. Um, but I had a good warm up session. I got to the first tee. And you know, I just kind of thought about like no one's there. Just try to focus on hitting uh, the perfect shot, and I did. And uh, I'm, it shows that I I know I can play out here.
0: Uh, if I am correct, you birdied the first hole, right? A par five, right?
1: Yeah, almost made eagle.
0: Wow. Uh, yes. So um, there were fans there, obviously, right? Been in in mm-hmm. April. Uh, did were you recognizable because of the, your whole story that week? Where like I, I, I would feel like people would know who you were that week.
1: Yeah, a lot of people knew knew me that week. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the tour guys, you know, a lot of them came up, you know, congratulating me. Um, and then obviously, you know, that's probably the closest PGA Tour event that that's on the schedule to where I live in Sarasota, which is only like an hour. and Fifteen minutes away, so I had a lot of uh, friends, family, and and, uh, support uh, coming up to watch me play the first two days.
0: This might be a silly question, but like, was there since you know you are on the you you were playing the event? But was there anyone at that tournament you were like, wow, you know, I've made it. There is so and so. There is Rory McIlroy. I don't know if he was even playing that week. Yeah,
1: I was. I was actually uh, warming up next to Dustin Johnson. on Friday, he, he got done playing and he went and hit the range and I was probably 10 steps away from him, warming up against the number one player in the world, <laughs> which I thought was cool.
0: Did you have any interaction with him?
1: No, he was, uh, he was uh, working with his coach. Gotcha. But the most interaction I got was from JT, for sure, Justin Thomas.
0: Right. Uh, well, what, yeah. just, just like curiosity, what what's the etiquette on the range? Can you go up and talk to someone or if they're with their coach, do you leave them alone?
1: Uh, I mean, if I was working with my coach, I wouldn't want everyone talking to me. Um, but if I'm just hanging out, relaxing, just practicing a little bit, I don't mind people coming up talking to me or vice versa, you know? Right. Uh, a PGA Tour, I think, is they take it a, a little bit more serious than, uh, less a, let's just say, mini-tour life.
0: <laughs> right, right. So, uh, yeah,
1: everyone everyone has their own track man Flight scope, I mean, it's it's a whole different world. So, you know, uh, if, you, if you see a mini tour guy with the TrackMan, you're like, "Wow, he's uh, he's very fortunate." You never see that. And then at the tour event, I think eight out of every ten guys I, I walk by had a TrackMan or a flight scope. <laughs>
0: that's that's pretty intense. Are, are those? I don't even know how is that like an expensive piece of equipment?
1: Yeah, I think like a flight scope's like fifteen thousand, and the TrackMan's like twenty five with a discount.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. Um so so your story doesn't end there though with I mean you didn't make the cut at Valspar, but you um well, what was your your two scores for that day for the Thursday and Friday? 74 uh, 71. Okay. And that's and that's uh, yeah. a tough track. Uh, yeah, it was a tough track. Uh
1: I had a chance coming down the last stretch It's like you know pull off two more birdies but I had a couple lip outs. And once I knew I I couldn't make the cut on the last hole, I just tried giving it everything I had. So, I mean, it was a very fun week. A a lot of uh, emotion going on. So, uh, I mean, I enjoyed myself.
0: Oh, that's great. And then you you played at Colonial, correct?
1: Yes, I played at Colonial.
0: And then, what was it, Friday after you had missed a cut or Friday before your round teed off that you had... That the video was we captured the video was captured of Justin Thomas coming up approaching you.
1: Yeah, it was uh, after uh, Friday's round. We I was uh, last week off in the morning wave. We literally had just uh, finished before it started pouring rain, and you know Justin Thomas was just hanging out there with his dad and uh, caddy and girlfriend, and he was just talking to me, you know, because he saw that I missed cut. We just just. He did a he did an unbelievable thing helping me. It's unbelievable. I still get goosebumps thinking about it.
0: And it's it's pretty so if, uh, if our fans don't know, he originally he had he had sent you a text the week before or was it the week of? He said, "Hey, let's play a practice round," right?
1: Yeah, it was the week before it was the week of the PGA Championship, I think either before or after the first round. He messaged me and said, "Hey, do you want to play a practice round on Tuesday together?" I said, "Absolutely. Yes." <laughs> <laughs> But unfortunately, we didn't get to end up having a practice round together. Um, it rained, and we didn't get out on the golf course, or the golf course didn't even open until four o'clock. So everybody wanted to get somewhat of a little bit of practice in. So we didn't end up uh, playing together. But um, he said, "Next time you play in one, and I'm in it, let's let's definitely play a practice round." And I said, "Absolutely, that's my goal."
0: So he approaches you then after the round on Friday, and 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 uh, what happens? Next,
1: nothing. He just gives me a handshake and goes, I just want to help you continue to live your dreams.
0: And he, so uh, I was, uh I was in some tears. Let's just put it like that. And he provide he did he provide you with a check is is that is that correct or? Provided yeah, me with a check. Yes, that's unbelievable. And you know, like you know, My- Michael, I-, I think on the tour sometimes people think these guys are just kind of robots. You know, like just. One stop to the next, and just trying to win. But like, there's humanity, right? I mean, that's that's freaking awesome what he did for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think every day that you know, it was it was truly really special for what he did for me and my family, Helped me continue to live the dreams because you know playing professional golf is not it's not cheap, right? Especially on the mini lives. Like right now, I, I drove from Sarasota to St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. I get to fly uh private first
0: class, you know? Right. Uh, so, so, uh, what does your schedule look like? I know you said you're playing in a mini tour event this week. When is the next time you'll be playing, uh, on the PGA tour? How does that work?
1: Yeah. So I have to pre-qualify a Monday qualify, just like I did for the Valspar. um, uh, looks like the schedule is going to be out for me going to do the John Deere and the and uh, the Barbasol. So as long as I play well in those Monday qualifiers, then I'll be back playing in the PJ Tour event pretty soon.
0: That's great. Have but you have you, not, have you ever been to not, the Quad Cities? Uh, no, I've not. It's a it's a great event. I've never been there, but I watch it every year, and the scores always. It seems like it's always a uh, people go really low at that tournament, and it's uh yeah, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, so hopefully uh game shapes up and we'll be able to get out there pretty soon.
0: How, how are you playing right now?
1: Yeah, good. You know, making a few swing changes for the better to get me ready for uh, Q school, hopefully, in uh month of uh, October.
0: Uh, all right, so I have to ask you, we, we've gone through, like, the, your recent history, how you made the Valspar and, and, and the meeting with Justin Thomas and how emotional it was for you, but... Like, just, just take us back. Like, how tough is it? Like, you know, um, I'm even, like, amazed sometimes the, the guys on the PGA Tour, the travel they go through. But, like, for someone like you, Michael, and you said it's uh, end of 2014 is when you turned pro. So we're talking mm-hmm. a while now. How, how, tough, how tough a grind is it uh, to, to try to, to, try to keep, chase your dream?
1: You know, it, it's just I always say, you know, if I start playing well and, and... – you know, make a little bit of money that I can go travel and do a little bit of bigger events. But if you're not traveling and you're just staying local, you're not going to get any better. Um, you know, it, it's expensive. You know, hotels are 100 150 a night depending on where you stay. Um, food for three, four days. Uh, gas, two to three full tanks. Uh, practice grounds entry fees, I mean, it adds up. You know, you, you think that if you play well in one event, then you make a few grand. But that few grand, you know, you're pretty much hopefully trying to go out and make more money. And then if you don't, then you're right back in the same spot that you started.
0: Do you uh, do you have uh, a, a normal caddy, or do you pick a caddy up at each tournament? How does that work?
1: No, I don't have to have a caddy in uh... okay. In these mini-tour events, I just normally carry the bag or push the cart myself.
0: That's that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Like that, you know, like you see uh, even like the Corn Fairy has caddy. So do you like not having a caddy? Would you prefer to have a caddy, or do you kind of just like being on your own out there in your own element?
1: I mean, it's a little bit of both. You know, most events I play in are riding, so I really don't need to have a caddy. Mm-hmm. But for, you know, bigger events, I, I will definitely have a caddy. But if I don't need one, then... You know eight out of ten times i I'll just do it myself
0: um so, so you've been playing since the end of two thousand and fourteen like um what but and now the the notoriety you've gotten since April like what has that been for like you and your family and your dad especially uh that yeah, you know, people are taking notice of you
1: yeah it's it's uh, it, it's really nice, you know every time I walk in someplace you know, that I used to go in or that I go in normally. Hey, what's up, big Mike, how's everything? You know? Right. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, humbling for me. You know, I, I've never been a cocky person or anything like that. So, um, whenever someone comes up to me or, you know, asks to take a picture or talk to them for a little bit, I have no problem doing that. And, you know, it's, uh, I've always wanted to treat people the way I like. I don't want to be treated.
0: So I, I'm curious, Michael, um, how, how far can you drive the ball? Because it seems like everyone on the tour is hitting it close to 300, if not longer, in these days. And, mm-hmm. like, what, what is the difference between, like, a golfer like you and a golfer on the PJ Tour? Because it's not obviously that big a difference right now, right? There's not that huge a margin that you're missing, right, from, from being on the tour.
1: I mean, I always say it's probably one shot, honestly, per round you know the difference of you making a putt versus you missing a putt you know over the course of 4 days it's 4 shots
0: mm.
1: that can be the difference yep. of you making a cut and you not making a cut right it's 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 very little i mean we're all good but they just have a little something extra and that's what we're trying to stri- that's what i'm trying to strive for to be just that one shot better
0: uh, before I let you go, I have a couple more questions for you. And this is this is kind of an odd one. Um, so, uh, we play, we had our company golf event last week, and okay. uh, I'm not a great golfer. I used to be better, but I'm just not very good. I don't hit the ball very far off the tee. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, we were playing, I'd already lost a ball on 10, and I'd lost the ball on 11, and 12 hole is par 5. You have to carry water like 210, and you, if you hit it left, you're out of bounds, and so, I, I happen to have a couple range balls in my bag, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to hit a range ball. And if I get it over, a great. If not, I'll, I lose a range ball. Uh, do you have a problem with me teeing off uh, using a range ball on uh, and playing a normal round of golf? Would I? Yeah. Would you have a, because people are giving me grief saying that it's uh, pathetic that I used a range ball?
1: Uh, I mean, I can see where people, I mean, me, I personally, I don't care. Uh-huh. Uh uh I, I would think it's a little weird but you know if you I mean if you lose a golf ball on 10 and 11 and you have range balls then I probably do the same thing too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. All right and and finally um like what is your goal for the rest of the year? Obviously it's it's to make a cut to to win to you know win money but like do, do you have like goals that you've set aside for yourself yeah. that you want to well,
1: if I get into a PGA event, hopefully it's to, you know, make a cut, you know, or top ten it or whatever. If, but if I don't get into any events, it's definitely uh, the number one goal is to make it through Q School and, and make final stage and play well in final stage of Q School so that I can uh, advance myself to the Corn uh, Ferry Tour and start and play well. And hopefully maybe in 15 months I can be then playing on the PGA Tour.
0: Well, Michael, it's an unbelievable story. Um, you know, I've wanted to talk to you since April when uh, you made uh, you when you made it at the Val Spar that you Monday qualified, and obviously after seeing the Justin Thomas video as well, I thought it was so awesome. So, uh, listen for everyone out there, you, you are an inspiration. Uh, hopefully, uh, you reach your goals, and uh, wish you nothing but the best. And I appreciate you joining us today in the golf club.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it, guys.